Hi, this is Merrill Reese, and enjoy 215 Live for some great sports talk. What's up, everybody? Welcome to 215 Live. Frank, John, and Junior, and here joined by the legendary Lou Tilly. If you don't know him, Google him. <laughs> Google me. <laughs> Google him. And if you do Google him, chances are mm. what just happened on Saturday this past weekend. Was it oh, Saturday, John? Saturday, yeah. Saturday, uh, you're going to find out about it, but we're going to tell you about it without you Googling. So, yeah, so Saturday we had a um, charity event. It was my, my first opportunity to, to be at a live event with Lou and his team um, to see how they work. And, and, and so basically what it was was a, a charity rugby game between Temple and St. Joe's men's teams. Um, and they were raising money for the Mark Dombrowski uh, Foundation. And Lou's going to come on in a second here and, and kind of give you guys an idea of what you know what that foundation and who Mark was. Um, but it was awesome because, like I said, first time seeing a rugby event, um, Lou, I was fortunate enough to have, have Lou give me an opportunity to produce it. So it was cool to be down there and watch an event like that and watch rugby for the first time and, and see how the fans interact. And it was funny. I, I was telling you guys pregame <laughs> to hear to hear fans like yell stuff out at a rugby game, <laughs> and and I consider myself pretty knowledgeable sports wise. Like we watch every sport, and you know, I had no clue what anything <laughs> was that they were saying. Really, they were screaming out words that I had never heard of before. And get in the scrum here, and yeah, and run. do this here. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going to rub them here. And I'm like, what is going on right now? Right. They're doing stuff, but but the event was super cool. A lot of people tuned, uh, turned out. Um, I think what do we do about a four hour event altogether, pre, post, yeah, and, and during, yeah. But uh, yeah, you you hear Lou Tilly on now with us, like Frank said. Um, Lou's going to come on real quick and just give you a, a, a quick background on on the foundation and what Saturday was and why we did what we did Saturday and how people can contribute to the to the foundation. Well, we called it it was Temple versus St. Joe's rugby at St. Joe's uh, Field on the Hawk Hill at Sweeney Field there and St. Joe's has a very evolved rugby program now. They played in their in their uh, national championship a couple of years ago. Uh, you may remember back in February, might have been March, there was a big story because one of the St. Joe's rugby players who was in Bermuda for a tournament went missing. And it reminded a lot of people about the college girl that went missing in Aruba. Still haven't found her. And uh, Mark comes from a very, very nice family in uh, Media, Pennsylvania. The family was there. They had finished the tournament. They all went to dinner together in Hamilton to celebrate. End of the night, the family went one way to their hotel. Mark Dombrowski went to where he was staying, the dormitory, in a different way. That was the last time he was ever heard from. The next morning, they were supposed to fly home together. He didn't come to the airport. So they put out the word, where is he? Nobody could find him. The mom went on national TV, international TV, saying, please help me find our sons. They put together a search party. And as life would have it or God would have it, his two older brothers, part of the search party, found him. Found him at the bottom of 35-foot ravine. He had fallen to his death, either on his own or foul play. Never really has been established, but he was gone at 19, freshman at St. Joe's. Uh, cutting through this, for the last six or seven years, I've been working as part of a team that's brought professional indoor football to China. And our president of that group is a guy named David New, whose background is in rugby and coached at Archmere Academy in Delaware 
where Dombrowski went to school as a high schooler and where Nui's own son Noah went to school and his best friend was Mark. And then Nui also coaches at St. Joe's as an assistant. So it, all of a sudden the rugby world was on my radar. I got involved in the story. An incredible outpouring by the community in general to support these wonderful parents and the two brothers. You met them. Mm-hmm. Extraordinary yep. people. So a week before we play the Dombrowski, the, we called it the Two Thumbs Up Cup, Temple versus St. Joe's, because Mark Dombrowski's signature was what I'm doing right now, Two Thumbs Up. Very positive kid. And his trademark uh, line was, we got this. We got this. So such a great athlete that he played six different organized sports in the last three years and was in the MVP of those teams 11 times. Wow. One of those naturals. 6'2", 190 pounds, beautiful chiseled body, great good looks. Flew, you know, so fast. Great athlete. But what we didn't know, what the parents didn't know until he passed, was how many people he had touched in his life. He was an outgoing kid. You know, 18, 17-year-old boys, they're not outgoing. They don't talk easily to people. This kid did. He was a friend to kids, to underprivileged kids, to parents who were struggling. They didn't know this until their son passed. And all of a sudden, there were 250 letters handwritten by 17-year-old boys, four pages long about what Mark had done for their lives. So Leo, my partner, Leo Switook, and I, who partner in my company called Loot Silly Media, uh, we were brought in to televise this game to be played in his honor with his teammates from St. Joe's. But beforehand, I thought, let's go to the Dombrowski's house and interview the family. Now, this is the first time they've spoken publicly since he passed back in uh, February. And as soon as I walked in their door, I knew this was special. And we wound up rolling tape for 45 minutes, and we chopped it up into nine segments of about two minutes each, and we rolled those segments on different things, tributes to his life and the foundation they've established in his name throughout the rugby broadcast. And it came off pretty darn well. And the whole uh, event on TV, it was streamed live on Facebook and on a couple of of, uh, websites. We drew over 30,000 views, which is great. The, The word in the rugby community spread like wildfire. <laughs> and, and, uh, and thanks to Nui, David Nui, who was an international star out of Australia and out of Fiji. You know, what a stud. His sons all play. Word spread. And, and we've raised a lot of money for the foundation. And the foundation now is dedicated to Mark's memory and to the sports that he played and to the values that he supports, which are all about character. And you saw that in display. The rugby kids are throwbacks to yeah. what we used to think sports were like in the 1930s. They're still that way. I'm very impressed with the sport. It was a great day for the sport. It was a great day for the Dombrowskis in a strange way. Uh, they were selling merchandise on site. You saw it all. And the, the St. Joe's team all wore <laughs> – I've never done rugby before. Now, there's 30 <laughs> players on the field. So here I am doing all my charts with the numbers. This is and, the best part and, of the story. Uh, right. <laughs> so that's game time. And, and I'm doing the pregame show. And uh, and, I, and David New said, you know, yes, yes, you know, we've got special jerseys made, you know, for today's, with, because we've got the Archmere colors and the St. Joe's colors, and every one of the St. Joe's players will be wearing Mark's number 15. <laughs> I go, what? <laughs> so they'll all be wearing 15. I go, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Lou's no. not bullshitting either, because I was standing next to him when that came out, and that's exactly how his face looked. <laughs> I go, what? I had, no cl- I had no chance to begin with. Now I'm dead. <laughs> but it came off great. And we might be doing more. And uh, David knew, uh, said it's okay to announce here, and you guys know, who knows, you'll be part of it. I think we ought to do a rugby podcast at some point. Uh, Next year, David, 
and and me and some other people who have worked together are going to start the first professional rugby league in America in rugby sevens. That's the smaller seven players aside. It's now in the Olympics. It's right. an Olympic sport. So we'll be doing that as a team next year, and I think that I have a feeling that the Mark Dombrowski Foundation will be some have some role in that, and that the St. Joe's and the Philadelphia community will, will be part of that, and there will be a team here in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's good to know. That's yeah. awesome. It was an awesome event from what I understand, and people can still see it on Facebook. It's still out there, right? Yeah. yeah I right? think St. Joe's has it. St. Joe's. HawksRugby.com. Yeah, they have it on their website, too. Plus, yeah. Leo and I, Leo, my partner, the wizard behind the the curtain, as you know, we, we were already today, we were working on a cut-down version. We're going to cut it down to like 40 minutes, uh, you know, with all the good stuff. Yeah. It'll look great. And That's awesome. All my mistakes will be cut. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, all it, I know is a try is five points, and then you kick for two. So let me ask you this about rugby. Can can rugby be what, like, a local, not like a local, but like the soccer league is that the union's in? Like, can it be as big as, like, what that has become? Yeah, it'll take time. Yeah. But because we're in the modern era of social media, it'll happen much faster than it's Oh, absolutely. I think um, it's more, to me, it's more appealing than soccer is. Because it's a lot more like football than... You don't... It, it, that's what football was. In 1835, everyone in this country was playing rugby. By the way, rugby is the third most popular sport in the world. And people don't know that. Third, that's yeah. amazing. Yep. Behind what? Soccer. Soccer. And? Not baseball. Nope. No. Close. Lacrosse. Close. Cricket. Ah. Cricket. Huh. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Interesting. And then rugby. Um, so anyway... It, some somebody in England in 1835 named William Hill. See, I know a little more than I'm pretending. <laughs> William Webb Hill at the University of Rugby. They were playing soccer, and he got tired of just using his feet. He picked up the ball and started running with it. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. you know, that's how rugby started. And so that came to the United States. And then in the United States, the people here said, you know what, this might be a little more fun if we have designed plays rather than just the 15-man triple option. You killed a man with the ball. No. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. So maybe we should design a play. Well, how do we do that? Well, we'll all retreat together and quickly call a play, then line up and do it. And that's how football started. And then they yeah. added the forward pass. So what's happening here is my sport, football, for those of you who don't know, I was a middle linebacker at Wake Forest. That's how I got out of the city and made my, my way, um, my sport is on the decline. I, oh, they're my taking everything my, out of it. My sport's in trouble. Yep. Yeah, and I know this because I work with my brother in his company that's trying to save the sport called DefendYourHead.com, which makes an outer shell that goes over helmets and reduces head trauma by 70, 70, 70%. Go to www.DefendYourHead.com to learn more. Youth football is down 25% in participation in the last three years. Yep. Twenty-five percent. I live out in uh, Chesterbrook off of Route 202, and there's a beautiful park there called Wilson Park, and and I still jog, and 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 every Sunday I'd see all the little kids out there playing football. Not this fall. Yeah. They shut the whole league down. <clears throat> really? Shut the whole league down. High schools are disbanding because they can't get enough kids to come out, and then mm-hmm. it's dangerous to play if you don't have subs. Yep. 
some high schools are combining with other high schools, like uh, Bishop Egan uh, up in uh, – we used to be a powerhouse up in Bucks County. Our sport's in big trouble. And if that pipeline dries up, mm, all those 107,000 tickets they sell up at Happy Valley every weekend yeah. are going to be in jeopardy. The world's biggest professional sport is college football. Well, we have. You might have the an, an easy answer, but what's the answer? Answer, What's the answer to bring it back? If it's struggling, is is there a way to come back? Well, first of all, and don't take me wrong, we're, we're as we always do in America, we're overreacting. We, we're <laughs> well, going we talked nuts. about this now, before. You, you watched a rugby game the other day. What looked more dangerous to you? <laughs> first of all, rugby is violent. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, like You're talking about the same exact, almost the same exact impact with no pads, no, no protection. Pads. And these guys were, I mean, there was, every 15 plays, there was a kid getting knocked out. Right. Just from full-on speed running into each other. Right. Yeah. Not, yeah. The right. whole purpose of rugby is to run a guy over to get past him. Now, now <laughs> here's the difference, though, in football, our, our football, U.S. football. You've got 11 guys facing one way, 11 guys facing them, separated by about 10 yards. And on the whistle, they charge directly at each other with intent to harm. In rugby, there's no blocking. You see, you probably didn't pick yeah. up on that. No, I did. You're not a little yeah. block, right? So you can tackle the guy with the ball, but that's it. You you can't block. And that's what's different about. Them. There's a lot more. Um, There's eleven guys. A lot more pushing each other pushing, to try to not, like not. Yeah, like right. to take over their spot. It's more. It's less running into each other, like you Collisions. said. But they Collisions. do happen. Right. When there's, a, when there's a one-on-one, it, it's... What I always talk about, I always talk about brain injuries and stuff, and I always point out that my leg was almost cut off because I, I tore my femoral artery and could have bled to death. On yeah. The oh. So that happens all the time. Nobody talks about that. That's football. But you know what? Sorry. You know that when you sign up for it. Yeah. I knew and, it. And, like, we've had this conversation before. We had it with Brandon, and I think I asked you this before, too, but even with all that, everything happened with your leg and things with Brandon's leg... Concussion, CTE. He said, "I'll do it all over Me again." Me too. Me too. You, you know what it is. You and my brother, the same thing. And I don't think it's the precaution as much as it is the bad calls, like oh. with the new roughing the passer. How about calls. last night? That's what ruins the product. That's when I mean. it's a yeah. BS call. You see what I got written down here? Last night, Brady integrity of the game. The kid, the defensive end for Kansas City on the winning touchdown, yep. Yep. had Brady and thought the ball had been thrown. So let him go. Let yeah. him, let him go. go. Yep. Walks into the end zone. <clears throat> I called my brother today. I said, that's it. Our game's shot. Yep. The integrity I, of the game. And they don't touch the quarterback once they're out of the pocket <sighs> anymore. Cam slid yesterday. He could have got up and kept running because no one even this, no one even touched but him. this was the winning score. Mm-hmm. And the guy thought, I can't tackle him. I'm going to get a penalty. Yeah. Well, I mean, TJ Watt, right? He just got... Find what yeah. was it like twenty nine thousand dollars something and like that for a hit the, that wasn't even right. really he never been yeah. and then the, the Michael guy. Bennett thing mm-hmm. it's yeah just Michael Bennett Clay it's Matthews he can't even touch anyone do. anymore you don't know what either. to do anymore here's, and you know what's funny yeah. that's going to cause injuries here's right it already is here's the problem two things the news media have got their hook hooks into it yep. and anything that scares people they run to death with it I always make the comparison when I was in the business they were trying to scare everyone they were trying to convince every woman that ever got a boob job that she was going to die of silicone poisoning <laughs> yeah yeah and as far as I know there was one person ever but every chance we got to run that story we did so that's what's happening right now with the news media two the lawyers have it in their jaws. Oh, yeah. And they're going to shake it to death. Absolutely. And that will be the end of it right there. There's so much fear. My brother's having this problem with his product, selling people. Why would you not buy my brother's product for $140? That's less than a pair of sneakers. 
to put it on your kid's head and reduce his chance of head injury by 70%. Why? Because the athletic administrators are scared to death to put their signature on anything. Yeah, they don't want to say, hey, we're going to give you this product. Well, maybe it it's won't gonna, work. Yeah, then I'll be mm-hmm. lying. Yeah, then it's my fault. So right now, we're just going to go with the helmets that we've always done business with. <laughs> Honest to God, that's yeah. what's going on. Right now, the NFL, when you come into camp, and Billy Osborne probably told you about this when, yeah. when he was working with Vices. And by mm-hmm. the way, he's left Vices and come on with us. But when you come into the NFL camp now, they've got like 10 different helmets lined up, and they tell you, pick one. But we're not going to suggest – you just pick the helmet you want <laughs> because they don't want to – Yeah, we're not going to give any stats. Well, because they're, they're, they're major lawsuits. That's, Brandon's involved in one. He flies yeah. out there because he's involved in one. They're major lawsuits. I, 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 see, I see both sides of that story. So because the news media has their teeth in, like you said, Lou, and because the, you get your information so quickly now, parents are looking at it like, oh, I'm hearing all these different stories that you didn't hear back then, right? You just heard – it's a violent sport. It yeah. is what it is. You always, you've heard but you this. do have to look at it from right. both ends, now, too. Now, I worry now. You, you, in my era, this is late 70s, and, and you've probably heard this a million times, but we were taught first contact with is with our forehead. <laughs> yeah. We're right here. I'm hitting yeah. my forehead. Not here, not here, but here, yep. and then slide and wrap. And we practiced that five days a week before we went into the game. I never heard the word concussion. All I know is that for four years in a major college uh, environment, from August until December, I had a constant pounding headache for five months. Yeah. Now, what was that? I don't know. Right. Well, Wait, now, so, and now there's so much emphasis on it, right? Like concussion this, concussion that. And like you said about Little League, well, these are fathers who have a day job who are now coaching your kids in their spare time, right. and they have to go through like a video training on yeah, how to yeah, recognize right. a concussion, but they're not like... But how do you get your head out of the way? You've seen on. it a million times. And now they call this targeting crap, especially yeah. in college ball, and that drives me crazy. They call targeting if there's helmet... How do you keep your head out of it? Mm-hmm. Especially when the running back usually initiates the contact, if you look at it. The yeah. running back is the most dangerous guy on the field. He's the battering ram. Yeah. He's the guy with the 12-yard run. He lowers his head every, every single time. Yeah. Every play. Right. And if you're coming in, and now he dips, bang, the helmet's yeah. hit, and you're That's out of it. the game. Yep. You're thrown out of the game in yeah. college. <laughs> yep. If you even lift your head a little bit, you're getting run over. Right. Oh, that's why I expected to see the running game play a bigger role in football because of the new rules. This was what – somebody was talking about this earlier. You were with Russ about the Eagles tackling. Well, guys don't know how to tackle anymore. No. Because you're taught – this is a fulcrum. I mean, literally, it's the center of your body, so it makes sense that it should center up. Now you're telling me i got to hit over here with my right shoulder. That means i got to turn my <laughs> head and yeah. get out of line. So you're not going to deliver a blow that stops a guy. Most of the time. Right. So I expect. It ends up being an arm tackle at R- that point. Right. So, like rugby. Yeah. So I expected to see the running game get emphasized more because right. it's harder to tackle. Yeah. Well, that, well, then the other flip side of that, though, is you can't touch a receiver down the field either. So, oh, yeah. You know, so oh. it's going it, to. Oh. I don't know if it's ever going to balance I hate out. I'm a defender, you know. <laughs> so do you, I heard a stat the other day, maybe I'm wrong, that the combined, all the NFL quarterbacks put together, the combined pass completion rate. All of them put together, as a whole, is higher than Joe Montana's best season ever. <laughs> that's unbelievable. That's bad, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. that's there's no defenders out there. Yeah. Like, you can't defend anybody. God, well, can you imagine playing that position, defensive oh back? Goodness. They were talking about on the radio earlier that the NFL is loving this because their whole, everything that the NFL cares about is the quarterback. 
because that's the position, the most important position right. in any sport and everything, maker. right? So you got to keep these guys clean uh, at, yeah, at yeah, any yeah. point. That's why they just they made the Aaron Rodgers rule for this yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. No, no, well, putting all your body weight on a guy. And you know what those guys making decisions about football are? Guys that never got any closer to the, I hear you. Than to, well, if you, if you, but if you look at it guys, though, bunch of lawyers. Like yep. if you're if you're a fan of the NFL, or even if you're if you're an employee of the NFL, do you want to see 15 teams with their backup quarterback go through the year? Like I you want to see? I got like it. so you look at it from both days. You want to see Aaron Rodgers. You want to see Drew Brees. <laughs> like the season isn't a, a successful season if Tom Brady blows his shoulder out because some lineman throws all of his weight on top of him. So I see what they're saying. Because it's a better product if those guys are playing. Yeah, you right? Know, right. But here's a, this has also been part of the propaganda game that they've successfully waged for 20 years. They've got us all talking like, oh, well, it's for the good of the business. Well, <laughs> I give a shit about their business. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't mean if they. They're not. No, they're never going to suffer. It's like yeah. this clown on the Giants the other night with the 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 the, the, the blonde hair of uh, Odell. Oh yeah. Knucklehead. OBJ. Yeah, uh, Barkley just rips off this terrific play down to the three yard line, and then this nutball's over here slamming his head against yeah, the fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at me! Look at me! Yeah. Look at me! Yeah. Well, because that's that's it now. The, the NFL, which used to be the classic team sport, now you've got to market personalities. Yep. Boom! Boom! The game is fine. Leave the game alone. Yeah, stop messing with the game. It's it's hard to it's God, hard to like watch. Man, don't I? <laughs> Get off my lawn. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but it, it makes it hard to watch though. It does. It does, yeah. Like after every play, the first thing you do is look for a flag. After every play. Oh, especially that's a the kick. first thing you do. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's funny you said that about get off my lawn, because I got a guy <laughs> living next to me in my townhouse right now that I'm I'm ready to just declare war on. <laughs> it reminds me of grumpy old men with Mathal and Jack Lemon when they were when they were living there. Um, yeah, it happens, guys. It does happen. <laughs> Can't Listen, believe it. I think the bottom line, moral of the story is, women need to continue to get boob jobs. Is that what I took from oh, that? Oh, you came back from that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I got from the conversation. I could, I could do a half hour on that topic. Yeah, I mean, let's, ladies, you're you're fine. Go back to getting boob jobs. Well, silicone's back. Remember, the result of that, by the way, was that they uh, banned silicone. And that they all had to be saline oh, yeah. for about five horrible years. <laughs> <laughs> and now, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I'm sure there's some stories behind that. Uh, no, I wouldn't know. All right, we're going to head to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Sixers. the Sixers jumping up the ball. John, you going to do a read? Yeah, just go to break, Frank. All right. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> I thought that was part of the break. Just go to break, Frank. All right, we're going to head to a break. You'll <laughs> see my live Wildfire Sports. You know, ever since we started this podcast, people have been asking us for advice. Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is we don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why we always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. We would only recommend a service to my our listeners that have been good to us. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points, and most rewarding player perks in the business. My bookie is slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional 25 hours free play on deposits over 100. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code 215 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E 
And don't forget to use the promo code 215 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. If you're willing to hold off until after 7 p.m. Eastern, you get an extra $25 free play by using promo code 215 and add 25 to the end of it. For example, 21525. It's up to you guys, but I'd wait till after dinner and take the extra money. You play, you win, you get paid. If you're considering buying or selling a home in Philadelphia or surrounding areas, then for all your real estate needs, contact Louis Reyes from Weikert Realtors at 267-648-7123. That's 267-648-7123. The key to his success is always putting his clients above all else. Contact Louis Reyes now at 267-648-7123 for a no-obligation consultation and let him show you your possibilities. Are you a sports fan or know someone who is? Are you looking for a professional way to show off your favorite jersey or fan apparel but don't know how to do it? Are you looking to avoid paying hundreds of dollars on big, bulky, expensive display cases? Would you want to be able to hang your favorite team jersey on the wall or ceiling without using screws? Then look no further. Sport Display jersey mounts are finally here and can be purchased at www.thesportdisplays.com. They look absolutely awesome and you can install them without screws. You use 3M command strips and stick it to any surface type, including the ceiling. Jerseys look great on and the best part is you can remove it on game day and wear your favorite jersey to the game and when you're done snap it back on if you're looking for an easy affordable and professional way to show off your team colors then look no further than sports displays jersey mounts at www.thesportdisplays.com that's www.thesportdisplays.com use promo code 215 live when you order and get four dollars off of your purchase and free shipping get your jersey mounts today at www.thesportdisplays.com Hey guys, what's going on? You know those times where you need a little crunch in your lunch or a quick bite to get through the fight? A local site where it's done right, fast and friendly is what you need and satisfaction is always guaranteed. Cheese Dogs, that's D-A-W-G-S, Cheese Dogs, home of the two-foot challenge and the grilled ice cream sandwich, where happiness starts and the fun is in your bun. They're located at 318 Bustleton Pike in Feasterville, and you can check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and at www.eatcheesedogs.com. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a project at your house that needs to get done, but you're not sure who to turn to to help you out? Maybe you already started a project, but you're not quite sure how to finish it, and now your house is all messed up and you're stressed out? Well, here's what you do. Give our friend Chuck Reed the handyman a call. No repair or project is too small. Chuck will make your dream project a reality. Give him a call at 215-672-8875 or email him at handymanservices08 at comcast.net. If you're in Northeast Philly, Bucks, or Eastern Montgomery County, give Chuck Reed the handyman a call. Once again, it's 215-672-8875 or email him at handymanservices08 at comcast.net. Why are you taking pictures of your receipt, Jim? I'm earning cash back, Steve. By taking pictures of your receipt? I don't get it. Let me explain. It's a cool new app I downloaded called Wabi. I earn cash back when I eat, shop, or play at local places in my area. Just shop, snap, cash back. Shop, snap, cash back? It's that easy to use? Yep. I just downloaded the app, created an account, then I shop at a Wabi merchant, snapped a picture of my receipt, and within 48 hours, I had cash back in my Wabi account. That's it? That sounds too easy. It is. I've received 5%, 10%, 20%, or even more cash back on my purchases from merchants on the app. Even better, I can earn more cash back when I share the app with my family and friends. 
I just send them an invite through the app using my referral code. Do me a favor and send me an invite. Absolutely. And it's crazy how quickly Wabi is expanding in the U.S. Wabi sounds like an amazing rewards program. Go and like their Wabi page on Facebook. That's Wabi, W-A-B-E-E. And if you're a business owner, check them out at Wabi.com. Shop, snap, cash back. Now you got it. Download the Wabi app today. Use the referral code WILDFIRE in all caps and become a part of the shop, snap, cashback phenomenon. Welcome back to 215 Live. We are going to switch gears a little bit and talk Sixers, man. Our I'm favorite. so excited Our favorite. for the season to start. I'm four, excited. Right? Yeah, I feel like there's nothing better when the Sixers and the Eagles are playing at the same time. Yeah. And they're both good. And they're both good. Yeah. yeah. Well, we hope the Eagles very, will say. Very key that they both need to be good. Yeah, they both need to be good. Yeah. Because yeah. I can't go through. Like, it wasn't fun to talk about when they were tanking and the uh, Eagles were. The worst thing in the world is if the Eagles aren't that good and yeah. they lose Sunday. Yeah. And then, like, Monday, the Sixers are playing, and they stink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because at least now, you could be like, all right, the Eagles lost Sunday, but at least the Sixers are playing Boston tomorrow. Yeah. So you'd be like, all right. But when they both stink, yeah, that's a really. long year. Because you need a break from losing. Yeah. So you need some kind of distraction oh, yeah, yeah. from losing. And, of so course, the schedule losing. makers gave us a little appetizer to start the season, oh, right? so awesome. Sixers, so, Celtics. Listen, so we have Lou here, and it would be great to talk to him about it because he was in the Boston locker room. He was in the Sixers locker room during that whole – Boston Celtics, Boston Celtics Sixers rivalry. Like, I feel like that that's starting to come back a little bit. Oh yeah, and I love it. Like, so what was it like in the heyday of that that feud? Yeah, it was really intense. And and I was I was working in Boston as a very young guy, early twenties, and word got around very quickly that I was from Philadelphia. And not only the players on the team knew it, but the fans knew it. I really took a lot of crap. Yeah, I really did. I really did. It's it. It was real. It was the best rivalry I thought in sports, and then it went away for a long time. But yeah. it looks like it's back, and I even like it. And, and you know, you got. I got to tell you guys, after what thirty five years of working day to day, it's lost a little bit of charm for me. You know, eighty two games. Yeah, it's 80, a long season. Two games. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, it's right? a long season. Plus twenty some in the playoffs. You know, and ugh, thank God they cut down the exhibition season. Yeah. But yeah, and and what I, I I don't think it's the same because the the way they played then, without uh, even before the three point line, but especially before this three point mania has taken over the game, which I hate. One guy <laughs> one guy runs through the lane and dishes it to four guys standing at the arc. Yeah. Ugh. But but they play. They used to bang. Yep. And in the NBA, they let you they let you go at it, unlike college ball. They really let you get physical. Well, that's why you had rivalries. That's why you had why hatred between the two teams because yeah, of that. The best one I ever saw was when Barkley was here on in the beginning of his career and the Pistons with the bad boys. Oh, yeah, yeah of they, course. That was great. Man, that was nasty. Yeah. And that well, was real. That was real. Those those rivalries were real. That's why the Sixers went out and got Rick Mahorn. Right. Eventually. Yeah, to help to battle. combat that. Yeah. Barkley loved yeah. him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he Charles was great. loved him. You know the problem is, though, I, I agree with you, but I, I think – Nowadays, and, and Frank just proved the point is is the rivalry is more there with the fan bases because of free agency. Yeah. So, all right, mm. back when Lou's talking, those core Sixers stayed together for yeah. four, five, six, seven years. I mean, Larry Bird was right. Yeah, they, forever, he never right? left. So yeah. you you knew coming into that season, it's going to be Larry, it's going to be Parrish, right. it's going to be McHale. Now, Cornbread. you don't know if Kyrie's coming back next year. Like, he's a free agent. Right. Is, is, do we really hate Gordon Hayward for right. him to be like... So, they'll have their younger guys, their Jalen Browns, their... But 
so many teams take that young core and move them to get a guy like LeBron, to get a guy like Ka- Kawhi. So you don't really have a chance to really build a hatred to that team because those guys are there, what, two, three years? Well, I got to you know tell you, I mean? it only took me one playoff series to hate everybody on the Celtics. It's, and it's funny, too, because we talked about this. <laughs> I it, hated them, every single good. one of them. That was fun, though. It's something about, it, it, there's something about, a, like, when you put a Cowboys helmet on, no matter who that person is. Yeah. It's just something about when they put that green on. Yeah. Their face instantly gets, like, that more, much more annoying. Yeah. <laughs> like, they just become a player where you're just like, ooh. And it's because that green's on. Yep. And, those, and those sneakers, it, it makes them look like they all should be slow. Yeah, yeah it's just it's yeah. just it's rushing. But I don't think you can. I don't think you can build. Even though I think Joe and Ben will be here for for a good <clears throat> handful of years, I don't think you build rivalries like you used that's to. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't. I don't think yeah. so. I think that's tough because you think about it. How long those Pistons guys stay together? I mean, they were together ten years. Yeah, they were. They were right. right so yep. you knew every year. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to face Isaiah four yeah, times. Yeah. I'm going to have to face Joe Dumars. Yeah. You don't do that anymore. It's true. The other thing that helps What's the only, me, I guess, football is the only one that hasn't been infected that way. Because it's so to a, hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to yeah. A point, yeah, because you don't you don't really see guys move a lot yeah. the way they do. The other thing that helps me hate the other team is when, and it's the same thing now with like Carson Wentz. Like, if it if I have players that I think are great and they're superstars, right? Like Carson Wentz, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons. If somebody on the other team, the national media is talking about that person, like mm-hmm. now all I hear about is Mahomes and yeah. golf. Oh, he's just talking about yeah, that. And today. now I'm thinking yeah. to myself, well, there you go. There's Madison Avenue marketing again. They're it's exactly what it is. Stars. We forgot exactly. about Carson all of a sudden. Right. Yeah, all of a sudden we yeah. forgot about Carson. Right. And that dri- that fuels my hatred of those guys now. You well, don't that's have the to ta- do that's Tatum Ben Simmons. Let it happen organically. Let yeah, it, you don't let have to the, force it. Let the fans find him. That's, the, that's like. Tatum and Ben Simmons. That's yeah, Tatum that's and Mark exactly Allen. It's the same thing. That's yeah. exactly what happened. Well, I read a thing. We, it's funny you said Mahomes. I read a thing today, and it said, Tom Brady proved last night, and I'm paraphrasing, but it said, Tom Brady proved last night, that he's not ready to give up the throne, but if he does, this is there's the somebody that's we can we can now <laughs> find. And, I, and right. they what, put a picture what? of Carson next yeah. to Mahomes, and I went, well, "Wait a minute, we just what, like, we just forgot about Carson that yeah, fast." Yeah. Yep. By oh, the way, how, and how many games did this guy play? He's, I heard he's Rob played six Maddie games. Talk about that tonight. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned it. It's, it's it. the same. It's the same article, and I'm like, "Wait a second, Carson's 14 and three in 17 games with 41 touchdowns and like eight interceptions. Yeah, insane. Right. And he was he was on pace to be MVP last year. And how about that kid in Cleveland? I think he's. I mean, listen, it's a little quarterback. Here's the thing. He's gonna be pretty good. Another another good point is. Can't Dak and Carson just be without always saying that's what I mean? This and that, like the next, we had this. to go through it with Peyton and Tom Brady. It's goats. the same thing. Who needs goats? I don't. Yeah, we don't need more goats. We yeah. know, like, just watch them play. We know was, that Carson's always going to be here. And Zach's been talking be about here. that last night. I think somebody was yeah, talking about that's that. That's all he told. No, no, it was it was Collinsworth. Collinsworth. Right. He mentioned Brady being a goat like fifty-seven times in a row. <laughs> And like we get it, dude. Yeah, we like him. Was Tony He's good. Romo yeah. rooting for the Cowboys? <laughs> oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's the first time I ever noticed that. I was surprised to hear him be on so much on Prescott's bandwagon. You know, yeah, he was calling things. them all by their nicknames that he's yeah, used to. Yeah, like, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. Yeah. Well, I remember there was one time I think uh, Joe Buck was calling a Cowboys fan or Cowboys game, and he referred to the team as we. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I was a fan like, mm. ooh. No, by the way, mm. since we're on announcers and they're on tonight, somebody get rid of that whole Monday night crew. Will you? <laughs> it's bad, right? Do they First, not travel anymore? 
What do you, I'm not sure. didn't they used to do like the whole like they would go to the game and like be on the field and like yeah. do all? Oh what? yeah. Do they still yeah, do that? Oh, okay. 30... I thought last year or last week they oh, were yeah. like in studio, so oh, I didn't no. know. If they... Well, they have this. They have 47 announcers for each yeah. game now. You know, it's unbelievable. <laughs> for the uh... I got to listen to an official now. Yeah, I know. I mean, really? Yeah. They apologized on the what was it? I think it was the Eagles game. They apologized that Mike Pereira didn't get his opening segment. Like when they, you know, right. when they get his FaceTime, like, huh? yeah. who even missed it? Yeah, like, right. yeah. <laughs> By the way, no, no adults should be allowed to be called booger. Well, that's it. Yeah. So, so they got the booger thing, and then they got them on this roving hey, thing. They saw the cherry looks, picker floating yeah, he looks over awkward. the field. He looks like he's going to fall <laughs> off the damn thing. Like, like the game's not good enough. Yeah, it's too, it's too much. It's overproduced. It's just, so just tell me about like when we liked Madden and Summerall. There was a reason for that, right? Yeah. Because Summerall was aces at the play-by-play. And Madden did his thing for color, and you loved it, and they yeah. talked football, and that was it. Well, that's just right. now. Oh, this is the other thing that bugs me. You, you got you can't be an announcer now and just do the game. You right. got to tell forty two backstories. Yeah. yeah, about about the guy when he was in eighth grade and yep. he cut his finger. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, he had to overcome it. it and uh, let's take a look. Yeah. Oh. And Chris Collinsworth always has to tell us what he did as a receiver. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, come on, Chris. Yeah, there, just, there's a reason you're in the booth, Chris, because you weren't a very good receiver. By the way, so for the Eagles-Jacksonville game of London, we're getting the NFL TV studio crew with Michael Irvin, oh. Rich Eisen, oh, great. Oh. Uh, Kurt Warner. Can't wait to hear what Michael Irvin's got and to say. I, got, I don't know who else, Randy Moss, I don't even know who else, who the fourth guy is. All right, the odds, the odds if I tell this story of Michael Irvin ever hearing it are pretty slow, right? Pretty, pretty, slim, pretty yeah. slim, I'm pretty sure he's never going to hear the show right. until I tweet him after the game. To listen to this. <laughs> I used to I used to have a house in Ocean City down mm-hmm. the shore in my crazier days, and one of our relatives was getting married, so we threw a bachelor party for him, and we wound up at the end of the night at a club near Atlantic City called Delilah's Den. Oh yeah, Delilah's. So Very familiar. <laughs> this is during this is the period where where Michael Irvin had just been like arrested or you know. Which time? And the girls in the house and everything. <laughs> and he had gone on TV to say, uh, you know, beg forgiveness. He cried. And I'm yeah, the whole man deal. And everything. So we're, we're sitting there, stage side, enjoying the entertainment. And somebody uh, taps me on the shoulder and says, look to your right. And sitting right next to me <laughs> with rolled up $100 bills sticking out of his nose. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's Michael Irvin. <laughs> and somebody taps Irvin and says, the guy next to you. A major sports anchor in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> so all of a sudden, Irvin picks up the check for our whole party. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> gets, he knew. Gets my business card. <laughs> Next night, I'm, I come off the air at 11.35 or something, and I go, Lou, there's a phone call for you guys. His name's Michael Irvin. I go, might be. And I picked it up. Next thing I know, a box arrives with cowboy jerseys, hats. Oh, oh man. And he begged me on the phone. Please, Lou. Right. Please. <laughs> and I never did. Please don't that. ruin my, my life. <laughs> Again. Again. Yeah. For <laughs> Even the fifth, more. For the fifth Even time. Even more. <laughs> what did you do with that cowboy stuff? Uh, I gave it Did away. you burn it? Yeah. That, I'm not a... Yeah. I love the Eagles, man. When I, was, when I was a kid growing up, and as you guys know, in Frankfurt section... I was one of the lucky guys that got a canvas bag and went down to uh, Penn games, Palestra games, anything at Franklin Field, yeah. and the Eagles games, and sold programs. And I don't think I ever sold 10 in a day. <laughs> I just wanted to get in there and sit yeah. on the step somewhere. And I was there the day they threw snowballs. Mm. At the Drunk Santa. Day. That saw, story coming soon. I saw <laughs> Yeah, you guys know that. Uh, those were fun days, man. That was great stuff.
And I told you, I was there the night, the famous night, when they dragged, carried Howard Cosell out of the press box, drunk, yeah. Monday Night Football, right past me. <laughs> I don't know that story. The press box at Franklin Field, it's so old. Right. You, you have to walk up through the stands to get into the press box. Mm-hmm. Unheard of today, right? So it was Monday Night Football. It was the first year, I think. Maybe the second. It was insanely popular. And it was the first time ever for the Eagles on Monday Night Football. They're playing the Giants. And, and it was like five degrees. And Cosell used to like to drink during the games. And it was cold. So he just got destroyed. And it had to be carried out at the half. He passed out. <laughs> And they mostly covered it up, but I saw it. Here come the cops. <laughs> 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 Looking like weekend at Bernie's, uh-huh. as a matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> That's unbelievable. So much has changed. Like, you know oh, what I mean? Imagine like, if that happened now. Oh, my God. Oh, that'd be oh, awesome. Oh, I wouldn't Joe, even be Joe Buck getting carried out of the <laughs> press box. <laughs> <laughs> who, well, would be, sure. who would be the one guy currently broadcasting that it might happen to? They could you could believe it if it happened. Hmm. Who would that be? Looks like Troy. I can tell you Troy's probably thrown <laughs> yeah. back a few. He was. I think Troy's been. Uh, he's he looked like he was feeling it on on yeah. Thursday night. Yeah, he's I had a I, couple moments. It's I'm like, pretty sure he yeah. waved down that Bud Light guy a couple yeah. times. <laughs> his face was getting progressively red as the game went on. Yeah. So. And I think Troy got, had a few dips. Yeah. 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 His, his words got a little bit longer. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I remember the one game. There's no his old school eyes guys were anymore. like bloodshot red. Yeah. And like 30 seconds later, there's like pictures of it all over Twitter. Yeah. It's like, Troy, yeah. what are you doing? Uh, he's a bit of a drinker. <laughs> yeah. Well, Thank there was like, God. it's funny, but you wouldn't know, like, like you would never know that Marv Albert was biting women in the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so you know, it's hard to tell, yeah. like, who's doing what. Yeah. It could be Al Michaels gear pulling out of the studio. I mean, those guys, drunk. those those guys, yeah, but it's like, they, I was going to say, there's going none of those, <laughs> there's none of those guys, not too many of those guys left. Right. Your Marv Albert, your, you know, your Al Michaels, that generation. Right. I don't see any of the newer guys. Like, I can't think of a guy, but you say Al Michaels, I'm like, yeah, that, that would make sense. <laughs> Al would sound like a guy that would throw back a few, probably. Yeah, like, I can see the, Tony like, Romo. On his way out. Yeah. Tony well, Romo. But Tony on, like, Not, a, like, getting, like. Drunk, but just you like know, having a stuff. cold one. Yeah, enjoying the game. Yeah, there's not, nobody. Nobody <laughs> really like. I just say Troy because Thursday night he was like, he was yeah, struggling. He, and and he wasn't making sense a lot. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like he had a few. He was pulls. having a rough night. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe it was Troy. a tough one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, those are the tough games to do though when it's out of hand. It's, it's yeah, you gotta hard, you gotta yeah. try and find some way to. And Joe Buck is staring at you the whole time, yeah. making yeah. eyes at you <laughs> with his fake hair. Yeah, and you just can't you don't know what's going on in that Remember booth. We had that beard going for a while. Yeah, that was that, bad. What was that? I don't know, I don't it wasn't know. good though. Yeah, I'm surprised the network didn't tell him take care of that. <laughs> so back to the Sixers. Yeah, back to oh the Sixers. Oh my gosh, I forgot we were so talking. So you think Mark has <laughs> got his shot? <laughs> so so you talked about like the three point line and how it's ruining you know the game. Oh, I mean three point line's great, but that's all they shoot. That's all they're doing. Because some analytic that says... Yeah. yeah. So that's why part of me is excited about the season, because Joel is supposed to be play what they're calling bully ball, whereas he's going to spend more time... Uh, I don't believe down in the, well, Exactly. Yeah. But apparently, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, that they're going to have to run their sets differently, because their sets were running with him getting the ball at the top of the key. Oh. You know, yeah. so, but now they're saying that they're running... Different sets so. where he's underneath. And, I hope so. It'll and make it, his life easier, too. Oh, absolutely. It'll change everybody's game, too, because me and Frank always talked about how Frank just talked about the set. So all the offense was always Ben would come across half court, hand it off, and he'd never touch it again. Right. In that 24 seconds. But if he plays bully ball, Ben's going to have the ball in his hands more. 
He's going to have right? to because he has to create. Figures it they could just play inside out for four passes every yeah, every time. Absolutely. We say yeah. it all the time. Like you, see that a lot when you see him go underneath. There's no player in the league that can stop him. No, especially he's if you're too strong. And yeah. if you space, yeah, like the floor he's out. just too strong. Yeah. yeah, it's like Gretzky. Clear of let him play one on one all night. No, all right. This should be. Yeah, like imagine Gretzky in the three on three format now. Remember when he did stick him down in a hole against Boston and he went crazy for like a half? Yeah, yeah, that's what I. That's what they need to do. And now he had a whole off season of getting in shape, and his body is ready for that grind for the first time. His body's ready to bang for four quarters. Yeah, because last year stronger. Yeah, last year he had the off season, but they had him on minutes restriction. Yeah, so this is the first season where the gloves are off, no restrictions, right? And I think the the only thing that I'm afraid of is Lou brought it up when they played Boston. Boston's whole game plan was to let Joe get his. Yeah. And l- the shooters would have to beat us. Right. And that's why they lost to Boston. Right. Because all of a sudden, Bellinelli couldn't hit a shot. We lost our two best. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So now you look at it and you go, okay, they're going to let, is a team going to let Joe get his 30, 40 points, yeah. whatever he wants to yeah. score? Yeah. And JJ, Wilson yeah. Chandler, and all these other guys are going to have to beat you from the outside. Yeah. Is Mar- like, that's how important Markel's shot's going to be. If he can hit that consistently, the whole thing changes. So you haven't mentioned whether or not our point guard can make a twelve footer yet. That's yeah, the whole thing. Like he has to he do has it. He has to be able to do yeah. it because then then the bully ball with ben, with Joe doesn't work. Right. Right. Because if I'm gonna if you're gonna dump it down, I'm gonna let him get his. Because if he kicks it back out, I'm not threatened that you're gonna right. get a shot. But boy, yeah. if he could, like, I need you to do it. The open looks he well, would have. he yeah. just he has to do it. I, I don't even need him to make it. Yeah, he just has to. <laughs> like, I just right. need him to do it. Right. He, yeah, he has I to agree. take the shot. I yeah, agree. It's because like now I'm like, about, okay, he's gonna shoot it. It's like they say about the long pass in football. You have to throw it even if you don't complete That's it. That's what we talk about with Torrey Smith. Yeah, Torrey Smith wasn't a weapon. Right. But he's a he's. But he was there. But he was there, and you well, sometimes he's gonna run past. Better watch him. Yeah, it's the same thing, Ben. I don't need you to make it. I just need you to shoot it, dude. Yeah. Because they need to be threatened that you're at least going to shoot it. What does Markel Fultz need to average point-wise this season for you to think that he's effective? Here's what, the thing. 12. 12? Yeah. No, I was going to say the perfect number because they blew up about Jason Tatum last year, and he averaged 13 points a game. Right. <laughs> yeah, and he was the next great player. <laughs> they made him out yeah. to be like this greatest, the greatest rookie player. ever. He averaged 13 points a game. Right. Like, give me a break here. He had, like, three really good games in the playoffs, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah. next coming. He averaged 13 points a game. Let's be honest here. Markel averages 12 to 13. They're going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. That that would that fine. would negate half of the Simmons problem. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Because the problem in the playoffs was like Lou said, the two best shooters forgot how to shoot. Now all of a sudden JJ needs to score 30 points to be effective. Yeah, right. And now he's coming off the bench. Yeah, so. like I I can't have a game you're not going to win a game if you're depending on J.J. Reddick no. to score 30 points. No. You're he, just not. He, you almost have to look at him, his points as bonus points. Especially because he's coming off the bench now. Yeah. yeah. He likes it because now his legs aren't as tired, right? right. He's going to have more energy now. He knows that he's going to be in. Like, listen, you're not going to start, but you're going to play 25 minutes a game. Right. Because you're going to be at the end of the game. We're going to need you in the game. So you, that's how they sold Dario and not starting. Hmm. They said, listen, you're not going to start. But you're going to play 30 minutes a game. Mm. What's the difference? You're going to be on the floor when the game's ending. So that's all that matters. You'll see a lot of changes to that roster by the time the regular season's over. I, I just think so. I, I, I mean, don't. I don't think Robert Covington will be on this roster after the All Star break. If he keeps playing like he did at the end of no, last I just, year, I think that people and I don't know. I'm not. In, I'm not in the NBA, and people keep telling me how great of a defensive player he is. So, Ugh. you know, obviously somebody thinks that. that. Yeah. So if like, I think somebody's going to be looking for a defensive player. And, mm-hmm. and that's and, what I meant. And I think and they'll, they'll move them and guarantee get something. They wind up looking for a shooter. Yeah, 
before you know it. Don't you think in every league, and, and I notice it, the media and the fan base always finds the one guy. It's the Jalen Mills effect. Yeah. They always find the one guy yeah. that they just hold high, that is high regard. And as, as real true fans, you look at it and go, why? Right. Like, why are we still defending Jalen Mills? Why are we still defending Robert Covington? Why were we still defending Iguodala when he was here? It's the same thing. Like, you right. just you fall in love with these guys because they're nice guys, right? They, they build themselves up like Jalen Mills was a seventh-round draft pick. Robert Covington was undrafted. So you fall in love with him. Oh, he built himself into a player. But you make him out to be like this all-world defender. Well, I'm watching 82 games. He gets destroyed every I, game. I watched him in the playoffs. He didn't guard anybody. No, like it, and and, yeah. and the, the, when you're an all-world defender, you get put on the number one guy, and that's it. Yep. You're on Carmelo. You're going to guard him all game. Carmelo dropped 35 on him. <laughs> who a guy who can't shoot anymore is yeah, dropping 35, 35 on him. I'm like, come on, dude. You're not an all-world <laughs> defender if you can't stop a guy who can't hit a shot 81 other games. It, it just doesn't make you any know, sense. By the way, speaking about Jalen Mills, I, I didn't read it, but I saw an article today by Elliot Shore Parks that oh, was telling that. me why Jalen Mills is the best cornerback on the Eagles. Yeah, hmm. I didn't Great. read it, but yeah, I didn't read it either because I was like, I don't believe it. I'm not, I'm not going to read it. <laughs> I don't believe. I it. I don't like the premise. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand I don't it. it. I just, I don't. It, you know what's funny? You either love Jalen Mills or you hate Jalen. I don't know Mills. anybody yeah. that loves him outside of Philadelphia. <laughs> they think they, they there's like a the there's Goblin. a young lady on That's Twitter they're that not is, facing the hard. Part. I'm telling you, she will she will die on the Jalen Mills grenade. This girl, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Well, she's probably I, also a Rocco fan. Right, she was probably a dollar fan. I've never seen anything like it. I've ne- she has she legit threaten people on Twitter because they like go Mike, at Mike Lieberthal. I just don't understand. That's another one can throw on that. Just yeah, a, Mike just, yeah. A, yeah, just a Bobby nice guy, Abreu. right? Yeah, Bobby's <laughs> the same way. Well, here, she, well, no, Bobby. I will disagree there because Bobby actually produced. People just didn't like he did, him, but they weren't. His numbers were like don't oh, matter. Oh, numbers. Uh, Abreu, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby put up good numbers. If he you did. look back, he put up really well, good that's numbers. The thing. He put up good numbers, but he put up like. But he couldn't win here. He couldn't win yeah, people the, the over here. The numbers didn't matter. Right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. It just. You, but he, like, you look at it like he's not putting up numbers. He's getting torched every week by the number one receiver. Right. But what every the, week. But what the experts are telling us. Which is bullshit. Is that you're, you're picking out the two plays that he's getting burnt on. You're not taking into consideration the five deflections he had or the three or, or tackles you wouldn't even he see had. Him because because he did his job. Yeah, or you didn't yeah, see him yeah. on the because he had his man locked down. So I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> By the way, we can spin back to the Eagles for a second. Yeah. And nobody's talking about though. Is something dramatically changed in that offensive line. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean Kelsey got better last old. year and got worse again. I think I think what we talked about a week ago was last year. They all clicked for a reason, right? This year, the age is catching up to him. Uh-huh. Kelsey's older. We, we think Kelsey, but Kelsey's been here like 10 years, it feels like, right? Yeah. I mean, Lane Johnson's a year older. He's well, almost 30. Well, JP's remember, like... Just, remember in 16, Common Knowledge said that Kelsey is shot back yeah, they were in gonna, they were gonna Yeah, they were going to release him. We talked about him right it. Not 17. In 16, mm-hmm. right. what he said he's shot. So, yeah, he went back to 16. Uh, Peter's... I don't think he ever It hurts had. to watch him get yeah. beat yeah. like that. I don't it's think he rough. ever had a chance this yeah. year. I really no. People, no, I mean, it, I think it's just... Kidding themselves. Yeah. It's just, you don't... I think it's just they all now got... got a torn bicep. Yeah, they all oh, got, that's like... Rough. That's old. rough. Because you block in the NFL with your arms now. Yeah. Your first move is this now. 
Yeah. You, you, you deliver a blow with your arm. Yep. On the, that's, ugh. Yeah. And the guy at right tackle maybe took the season, off season off. <laughs> Lane Johnson? He doesn't look like the same guy. Yeah. yeah. He partied that Super Bowl up, didn't I he? I don't yeah. believe he some of those guys that, did. All yeah. that yeah. Beer. I can't blame him. That's why it's so hard. That sport takes so much intensity every minute of every game that you play. 16 games, four playoff games. To come back and do it again. Well, we talked about last year, when the one thing, or last week, the one thing we were afraid of, I think me and Frankie talked about it, was are they still hungry? So you look at it, right? It can't you, be. Well, because here's the thing. They're filled with a lot of veterans, right? And a lot of their veterans won their second ring right. last year, right, right? Right. So now the younger guys are looking at it like, well, I just won the Super Bowl in my first year. Right. Like right. I already, I'm already there. Yeah. Right. You You've already accomplished so, everything. Right. Everything that you worked to get to, you accomplished already. So when you come back, how hungry can you be? Well, now Fletcher Cox is a multimillionaire with a ring. Right. Is he going to be as hungry? Agreed. You know, yep. the only one that it's human should nature. really be hungry is Carson Wentz. It's human nature. Because yep. he wasn't on the field to win that. He said it last week. He's like, I'm the only one that wasn't on the field for that. Yeah. You know, but everybody else, like Darren Sproles already has two rings. JP's 36 with a ring now. You know what I mean? Like, are yeah. they going to work as hard to get back now? Did Jenkins win with the Jenkins team? got two now. Yeah. Yep. Torrey uh, Smith had two. Right. Yep. You know that's what I mean? Good. These guys that's got rings. Point. So is Fletcher so Cox now going to work harder? How is Belichick keep it fresh? First of all. Well, he, I think because he rotates, I, he, I he never has say, that team. He'll rip you apart. He'll yeah. just mm-hmm. get rid of you, and uh, he's, he's ruthless. Randy Moss had one of his best years there, and the next year he was cut. He'll almost yeah. do it just <laughs> for effect, I think. That's why you, you kind of play on your How toes How does there. Hogan get open all the time? They just, it's that quarterback. It's not that big, it's that not quarterback. that fast. He's open. Yeah. So it's Tom Brady, right? Because Tom Brady, he's 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 working his eyes, and right, he's like. That's it. He's just, you That's know, it. he, he's getting deception. guys open. It's a chess match. It's yep. reading defenses. It's all deception. Things are different yep. when you have the quarterback. Man. Yeah, when you have That's why that the guy. NFL, to tie it all back together, it's why the NFL protects them. That's why they have so many rules. Uh, I, it's not fun to watch, you know, <laughs> third string quarterback play in the Patriots. It's just not. Nobody wants to see whoever the hell the Packers right. quarterback was last year. Right. They don't want to see it. They want to see Aaron Rodgers on the field. That was yeah. dreadful. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Right? You don't want to see those guys. Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. What's the first thing they said this year? Please, Carson, get back as quick as you can. Because I don't want to see him on the field anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The guy just won a Super Bowl. And they didn't want to see him anymore. Within two games, they were like, please, Carson, come back from your major knee surgery. Yeah. So <laughs> we don't way, have to see him Everybody's anymore. forgotten about Nick Foles already. Nobody talks about him. <laughs> right? That's why you you're a backup. don't hear anything about him anymore. That's why you're a backup. Yep. It's funny you say that because I was watching like one of the pregame shows before the Giants game the other night. And they were showing the guys warming up, as they always do. And I noticed that Wentz had headphones on while mm-hmm. he was warming up. And that surprised me. And then I'm like, who's that guy standing behind him? He looks familiar. <laughs> Oh, it's oh, yeah. The guy who won the first Super Bowl <laughs> in Eagles history. Super Bowl MVP. Who's that? But oh, he's a backup. Yeah. He's talking about it all the time. He's a backup for a reason. Nobody wants to see that. Wait, speaking of quarterbacks, can I talk about something really quick? Yeah, absolutely. So on Friday, NFL Network premiered Brian Dawkins' of Football I didn't Life. I see it, yeah. McNabb was not on it at oh, all. Really? <laughs> Wasn't asked for commentary. Um, nothing. You had Andy Reid. You had Michael Vick. Only because Vick was hit by Dawkins really badly in the... Um, Oh right, the champion in the NFC. Right, right. Um, yeah, everybody but McNabb. And I thought that was yeah, well, I that was strange. That. Yeah, <laughs> there's a reason for that. Yeah, they didn't nobody want to... wants to hear what he has to say. <laughs> no. So we want people to take this serious. <laughs> Here's the shame part about Donovan, right? We, Boy, that is an indigo right there. Yeah. yeah, he he's the greatest quarterback in this. He franchise. was a warrior, man. Right, played through injuries, all that yeah. other stuff. Yep. 
Nobody likes him because of his mouth. My brother hates him. Because of his corniness. I admired him. Because of his smiling when they're down 35. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the air guitar, the the having his, his defenses up in press conferences, throwing his players in front of the bus. He hmm. wasn't. He wasn't it's hesitant a, to throw a, a guy. List you just rattled <laughs> off. There. He wasn't hesitant to throw a guy like under a the bus. Guy. Oh, like, yeah. oh, I wasn't the one who you got to look Can't at the receiver. Yeah. And then the To thing, <laughs> they split that team apart because of Donovan. A lot of people blame To for that, but no, it was Donovan. If you talk like to a diva. people that were on that team, it was Donovan. Yeah. He, he he split that locker room in half, and I think that was the main reason. He didn't like the attention, and he didn't get himself a him. ring because of that. Yeah, and that's why my brother hates him because they should have won a ring. Exactly. Yeah. How about the end of his career too? They had and it was game. brutal, brutal, right? Vikings. Nobody yeah. wants to see Donovan on the Redskins. Yeah. No. no, that's brutal. And, and now, and now he's a you know an idiot. Gets himself in trouble like every <laughs> all the ball. time. So now nah, it's a shame. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, I was yeah. watching. Um, he's a really good player. Yeah, he was. And you he don't was, get the credit. He had a he lot of comeback wins. A lot of walk off wins. You don't get the credit he should yeah. because of his because of who he is. I was watching. They were replaying one of the Eagles games from his era. And I was watching it, and the announcer said, I don't know if Donovan's going to, if he doesn't step it up here, they may pull him. He's had a bad three games in a row now. And and I was like, man, I don't remember. Like, I remember him playing poorly, but I didn't remember that it was ever to the point where I thought they were going to bench him. I, like, I, I didn't remember I that. He got benched mm-hmm. for Kevin Cobb that year. Yeah, for Kevin right. Cobb. In, in, in the Ravens game. Yeah. They pulled him at halftime. And in my like That's my mind, right. I couldn't remember that. I was like, right. huh? Yep. Donovan? Yeah, he, he sat him at halftime in that yeah. game. Unbelievable. They were down like 16 nothing, and they sat him, and it was supposed to be like, oh, the end of the era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Cobb came in, and they were like, well, maybe yeah, not. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Donovan will maybe. be back next game. That's yeah. good. That's good. Kevin Cobb's out, right? He went to... Arizona got another concussion and then he was done, right? He made some money too before he left. Oh, he signed a big deal with yeah. them, didn't he? Just like Sleeves. Yeah. Sleeves got another Sleeves. deal and, and he got benched already. What could have been? I know you see all these athletes and you're like, what could have been? RG3, what could have been? He has oh, made, he has made the most money. He was supposed to be the guy front, for yeah. the next like, Shanahan decade. Shanahan ought to be shot for what he did there. He's made the most money. That was disgusting. He was such a good player. Mm-hmm. I saw him play twice in college in person. He was so good. And he wasn't just a one-trick pony. He was a great quarterback. But Shanahan killed him in that yep. one game. That was disgusting. <laughs> you think about the way they protect guys now. And think of what Shanahan yeah. did. Throwing him back out there. Yeah, yeah His leg was falling off that My game. God. <laughs> it was. Yep. He probably should have missed a couple of games. Yep. Yes. And they just threw him right back out there. Threw him right back out there. That's awful. And it buckled on him. It just yep. buckled. Yep. It was gross. And that was it. It's disgusting. And that was it. Yeah. Shanahan hasn't had a job since then. Right. No, well, <laughs> a reason for it. I'm surprised he wasn't sued. Really, it was horrible. Hmm. All right, Lou, we're wrapping up here. Yes. Thanks for jumping on. It was Pleasure. a fun two hours. Yeah. Storytelling, I love it. Right. I think there's a lot more stories that we can get out of you. But my pastor wasn't listening. <laughs> well, well, I think I think you're confession. Have confession. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say a couple prayers on the way out the Thank door tonight. You. Yeah. All right, you're listening to 205 Live on Wildfire Sports. We're out.